I'm just a girl, I haven't got a clue Somebody fill me in where a man got to Help me with my microphone Help me lift this curse Help me wrap my head around this verse You don't have to say what you already showed I was worthless I was worthless I was worthless Since 16 weeks old me up as anybody's guess bleeding in the kitchen catch up on the child talking too much acting too wild you don't have to tell me what I already know I was paid less I was paid less I was paid less since 16 I'm a shovel, I'm a hammer, I'm a creaky ladder I'm a hugger, I'm a mother, I'm a midnight lover And I'm a dancer, I'm a singer, I'm a long hair tosser I love to love you loving me I have a woman's body and mostly does the trick for me told what I'm not meant to be Don't make me hear it Don't make me hear it Don't make me hear it Another 16 years more That's Madeline Roger with 60 Years More from her debut solo album. It's entitled Cottonwood. I'm Jan Hall for Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm so pleased to welcome into the studio Madeline Roger, who I've got to say, and I'm going to get this in first because she's going to tell me something else similar in a minute, but she is one of my favorite interviewees. We had a wonderful interview at the time of the Roger Roger album, which was called... Fairweather. Fairweather, that's right. That was you and your brother, uh, Luke, right? Yeah. Uh, on that album. Now, Luke is not making music at the moment because I think he's making guitars. Is yeah, that right? he, he's had a bit of a change of direction. So we, we toured full time for a couple years and then went to Europe and did a tour there and then ended up playing at the Winnipeg Folk Festival and then he really decided this is not the life for me. The life I want is one that is covered in sawdust. <laughs> and so now he's building guitars full time and um and it's it's marvelous and it's sort of allowed me to focus entirely on my own songwriting and now 
creating this new solo project. Because Roger Roger were doing very well. And and as you mentioned, Fairweather, a lovely album and um, beautiful, beautiful songs on there. Is he very happy? He's just very happy, you know, just working away he's, as a luthier? He's over the moon. He is so thrilled. And he actually just bought a house um, in Winnipeg. After the proceeds of building guitars? Yeah, in Winnipeg, the only major city in Canada where a guitar builder can buy a house. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we, he's, he's actually still been a bit of a part of the project. So he worked on, he played guitar on some of the tracks in the album and he just played with me on, uh, at the album release party in Winnipeg. And it's been this really beautiful handoff in a way that has been in one part fairly emotional because he's my twin brother and we've spent so much time together. And this is sort of really the first major step of us truly becoming our own individuals, which is sort of sad to say, but it's really true. We're both really proud of each other and the fact that we've discovered where we're really meant to be in a place that makes each of us happy and that is really fulfilling for all of our creative ideas. So is it possible there may be another Roger Roger album then? Or? I'm ne- I'm never going to say no. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to say when that might be because I'm not sure. And I think in all likelihood, if we did, it would be something smaller scale and more acoustic. We would maybe pare down our songs and just do completely duo style for the whole album, unlike our last one, which had full instrumentation on a lot of the songs. But I wouldn't say it's off the table because we really love collaborating. But now it's... I was going to say it's the Madeline Rogers show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're focused on a solo career. Yeah. Cottonwood is your, as you mentioned, debut solo album. You've been showcasing that here. Yes. So tell us a little bit about the new album. Cottonwood is an album that I wrote over the span of about two years. And uh, I received a Canada Council for the Arts grant to go, (laughs) this is so cliche, to go to a cabin in the woods. I We have a family cabin in the Whiteshell Provincial Park in Manitoba. And in the winter, it's completely void of people because it's hard to get to. The only ways to get there in the winter are by taking the train, which lets you off on the other side of the lake at two in the morning. And then it involves a 45 minute hike or more, depending on how much snow there is to a frozen cabin that has no electricity or cell service or running water. So it's all wood stove heated and uh, chopping a hole in the ice for water. And that's one option for how to get in or the other one is to hike 13 kilometers from the highway. And which is also rather challenging. And as I've discovered, it is on the favorite path of choice for all of the wolf packs. <laughs> so you follow wolf tracks the entire way in, but there's no one out there. And so I received this Canada Council for the Arts grant to, to do a bunch of writing. And I'd say about half of the songs on the album were written out there in the winter. I was watching the lake freeze over. I'd always wanted to watch a full, that full transition from open water to frozen. And then the other half of the songs were written from my home in, in Winnipeg. And they cover a whole bunch of topics. And then on the album, they've been produced, half of them with a full band and the other half more acoustic folk arrangements. And I'm, I'm really excited with how it all turned out. It's been a really great collaboration with all kinds of amazing artists. I think 11 different people played on it. So we started off with 60 Years More. Tell mm-hmm. us about that song. Oh, Yes. That is a song that I wrote about my experiences as a woman in the world. And in some ways... You don't look 60 to me. (laughs) That's what's coming, right? (laughs) And and then 
my experiences as a woman, specifically in the music industry. And I wrote it as a joke to myself. I thought I was just sort of noodling along and going to write this 13 second thing and then forget about it forever because I had just had sort of a tough day of having to prove myself in situations where I shouldn't have had to prove myself in. And and then it turned into this this whole song and I ended up just sitting on my couch bawling my eyes out because I really realized that there's this part of my life and I think anybody in any position of marginalization where you realize that you have your personality and your sense of yourself has been affected by what other people have put on you. And it's not actually your own feelings or your own reflections, but you carry that, that embodiment that other people hand to you through a lifetime. It's never something I've wanted to fully acknowledge because I want to see myself as a hundred percent capable and strong and confident and, and, but then there's these moments where you realize, no, I like this situation just sucks sometimes, but I know my capabilities and I know that I am like a, a, a very, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do so many things and I don't need those limitations, but yet they do exist from time to time. And it's become a really important song to me. And it ended up inspiring the whole album to be made with gender parity. So half of the uh, producing, audio engineering, and musicians were all women and men, and it's and it was um, a real treat. And I got to work with some pretty incredible artists across Canada, and one a clarinetist in the states as well, who sent their tracks for some of the songs to me in the studio in Winnipeg. And uh, yeah, we had like a female audio intern in the studio throughout the recording process to get more more young women uh, exposed to being behind the board of a recording studio because that's super rare. And overall, it's it's just been something that I'm so deeply proud of that we were able to to do something that felt so genuine. So this song was really a statement to make and then allow that statement to encompass the whole album? Yeah, like I had... I, once that song was written for me, it was like, well, I have to do something now. I can't just... I can't just speak my opinion. I have to also live live the better version of what I want the world to be and the situation to be. And for me, I'm in a position of hiring. And I feel that anybody who's in a position of hiring, it's almost it's our responsibility to be critical of who we're who we're choosing to work with and how we're how we're allotting our collaborations and our it's it's sort of boring and administrative, but who we're giving paychecks to. It's important. We really, I I think it's really important to take those steps and be aware and to try to equal the playing fields in any way. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what form of equality you're shooting for, but let's get going somewhere. (laughs) Did you feel that very empowering then? It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It was incredible. There were so many times where like, there was one day where I had two different female drummers in the studio and there was this whole group of student audio engineers in from one of the recording engineer schools in Winnipeg. And they were, they were so amazing. I had so, so many of them come up to me. It's like, that was really cool. Like we never see that many women in the recording studio. It's like, yeah, I know. And these people are like incredible players. There's no, there's no reason to assume otherwise. Now, Fairweather, I think you produced that with 
Lloyd Peterson. Yeah. Is, is Lloyd involved in yeah, this one Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he co-produced it as well. That's so co-produced with you? Yeah, with me. Okay. I have... I'm very opinionated <laughs> and I have really strong ideas about what the direction of each of the songs should be. And then his, so I, that a lot of that came from me and then his strength is in being able to communicate the more technical musical aspects of the song. So because my, my background is not in a musical theory background at all, it's more in the storytelling and melody and really trying to express some emotion or really try to try to connect to the grains of human truth that all of us artists are clamoring after we he's really amazing at taking that and being able to translate it into musical theory speak that he can say to the musicians that I'm collaborating with and it ends up being this really great um partnership of of strengths between him and I. And then we, we mixed it together as well. So I mixed some of it from home and he mixed some from the studio and then we would get together and collaborate. And we also had very uh, complimentary focuses during the mixing process. So we were able to get, I think, like I love how the album sounds and it was just very cohesive in the end. So the songs on the album, were some of these songs originally songs that might be Roger Rogers songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them, almost half of them, actually developed under performances with my brother, and and then I sort of took them with my own flair for the recording process. Like, for example, the song "Luckiest" um, has this amazing clarinet solo in it, and I'm not sure that that would have happened if it had been done as a Roger Roger project. But I was allowed to do whatever I wanted. <laughs> and so some of the songs just took a bit of a turn in, in a different direction, but a lot of the melodies and the, and the patterns really solidified with performing them alongside my brother. And you mentioned that Luke was a little involved in, in this album yeah, anyway. He, yeah, yeah, he came in to record some of his guitar parts on a couple of the songs. Yeah. yeah. Which is his favorite. He loves doing rhythm guitar tracks in studio he has so much fun with guitar tones and he got to play a bunch of the instruments that he built he was he was in heaven <laughs> now it, it sounds great and it's it certainly I, I love the empowering aspect of all this i mean you're obviously very excited about being able to introduce this album to the world yeah we're going to talk about touring the album very shortly because i gather you're just about to head out on tour but i think we should play another Great. song from the album and i thought we should play the title track which sure. is cottonwood that would be marvelous so tell us about that song oh cottonwood is a song that i wrote for one of my best friends when he had his first child his first kid ridley a couple years ago and this friend and i have spent a lot of time in in the backwoods on canoe trips and we traveled together for quite a while and he had been a tree planter before we knew each other and so i thought it would be suiting to write a song for him and his daughter and his partner uh, about what life advice might look like from the perspective of a tree. And so it's a, about trees and aging. Let's listen to that just now. This is Madeline Roger with the title track from her debut solo album. And this is Cottonwood. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference. And I'm Jan Hall. <laughs> Started off small at the edge of a century 
Madeline Roger with Cottonwood, the title track from her new album. It's her debut solo album. Now, remember, uh, Madeline Roger with her brother Luke produced a fabulous album, Fairweather, I think 2016. You got it. Yeah. Fabulous album. One of my favorite albums of that year. Well, she's back with this new solo album. And it really, truly does sound to be a, a very empowering project. You mentioned about the importance of having a, a gender parity. Uh, on this album to make sure that uh, you are really uh, recognizing the contributions of of women and and, and non-binary people as as well as as men in the in the production of this. You're going to be heading out on tour with the album, and if I'm right, I think last week you had the CD release show in Winnipeg. Didn't I you? sure did. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. Oh, it was so much fun. I had. I think seven people up on stage throughout the evening. It was a bunch of the people who'd worked on the album, and it was at my one of my favorite venues in Winnipeg, the West End Cultural Center, which is a, a bit of an icon in Winnipeg and a place that I grew up attending, even as a child in a in a child like a car seat. We used to go to the shows and fall asleep on one of the chairs at the side of the hall, and 
it was just such a beautiful evening full of incredible people and uh, Leaf Rapids opened up the evening and they're Carrie Latimer is one of my favorite songwriters that comes out of Manitoba as She's well. She's a fabulous songwriter. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And it was just fun from start to finish. <laughs> so you're heading off on tour, and the tour is going west or it's east? It's going east. We're going as far as Montreal and back, and then we're home for one week for my friend Carly Dow's album release party, and then we head out west to uh, the, the Vancouver Island and back. So you, are you traveling with your partner, Logan McKillop, as well? I sure am. Yeah. so One of the finest guitar players around. <laughs> that's good. He's in the room, yeah. which is probably why she said that. Yeah, And he plays on the album as well, yeah, right? He plays yeah, on, he plays on several of the tracks. Yeah. And has also been a instrumental, actually, in, in my, um, incur- my, the encouragement to write more songs. Because I started writing songs maybe only four and a half years ago. Okay. And I just, when I did, I fell completely in love with it and basically abandoned everything else in my life in the pursuit of songwriting. But Logan, this was before we were partners, but he was a, we were very good friends and he was very encouraging to keep writing songs. So it's all his fault. (laughs) So when you travel together on tour, I mean, you know, Logan is also a singer songwriter Mm -hmm. as well as a guitarist. Just give us an idea of the shows that you'll be doing on the tour. I mean, you do you do individual sets? Do you play together? We've done that in the past. So we toured all summer and we would go back and forth uh, with so with each of our own songs. This tour is, is I guess I'm being greedy. It's a Madeline Rogers tour for the release of the album. So Logan will be joining. Um, we'll be playing mostly my songs on this one. And then we'll trade once his album comes out in the winter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're doing a couple of shows with other artists as well. We've got a show with Campbell Woods in Ottawa and a show uh, with the Lifers in Guelph and then Annie Sumi in Toronto. So there are some some lovely collaborations that are happening from actually a bunch of artists that I've met through this Folk Music Ontario conference that we are at right now. <laughs> Which is one of the great things about coming to the conference because one of the things that's really clear is, I mean, the... It really does feel like homecoming mm-hmm. when you, you come here. And, and and it's clear that there's an awful lot of networking that takes place. And when people are playing their showcases, whether they're official showcases or private showcases. And I know, for instance, yesterday evening, Leaf Rapids, Carrie Latimer's band, did a fabulous, fabulous official showcase. And you were singing harmony vocals for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just nice to see the way that people... You know, share time. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll come and join you for, um, you know, spend a little time on stage with you just adding a little extra. And then, as you say, if you end up moving forward and, um, you know, and setting up other shows because of the, the contacts you made, that's just a wonderful thing. It's one of the most valuable things that I think I've gotten out of these conferences is I now have a network of artist buddies across the country and even in other countries as well through international conferences. It's an incredible thing. And it's the reminder of why we do this, because it can be so easy to get caught up in all of the the office work that needs to be done to keep up an art career. And at the end of the day, we're all people who love to resonate together. And what better way than to join up with other artists on a project and sing some backing vocals, play some guitar, write a song with some friends. Like it's it's really, really what we're why we're all doing this. So let's talk about 
Manitoba and the Winnipeg music yeah. scene because one of the things I love when I come to this is checking out the people from Manitoba. I mean, it's, you know, if you can find a, a room, a private showcase room that's populated by people from the Winnipeg area or from Manitoba, uh, always great music. I love the way that everybody, you know, supports each other. Um, it's certainly a very vibrant place as far as music is concerned, isn't it? It really is. I can attribute it to a few things, and I'm sure that you've heard this before. <laughs> Our winters are quite extraordinary. And because Winnipeg is so landlocked, we don't have any other major cities nearby. The closest ones are, well, there's Brandon, which is not, it's, it's not that large. And then there's Regina, and that's not that large. And going south, you have to go as far as Minneapolis to get to the next major city. And going east, it's Toronto, which is a 24-hour 24 hours of driving. So we have to have everything contained in Winnipeg or else we're not going to have it at all. And I think because of that, you get a lot of people who are also less likely to take their art elsewhere because to, to, to leave Winnipeg and to go on tour is a bit of a, it's quite a feat. And so there's a lot of people who end up just creating their entire careers within the city. And so you have this really vibrant, really established team but everybody really needs each other because you know there's so much there's so much involved with working with other artists so yeah you need to know some filmmakers you need to know some photographers and dancers and soon everybody is all kind of mingling the population is not so large that you're only going to be stuck within your own genre so i've done i've done bills with like a punk band and a comedy duo as part of a music evening and that's not hugely uncommon so I have friends in all kinds of genres and we'll still collaborate together on shows and then the other side of it is that we you know we have these super long winters so we're all holed up creating all winter and I keep saying this and it's just true is that the the rent and housing market it's che it's way cheaper than any other major city so you can afford to be you can afford to take creative risks without it necessarily impeding your ability to pay your bills. And I think what happens, this is a complete theory because I've never done this, but I, I wonder if when you live in a bigger city or in a place where it's really expensive to live, you have to make sure that you're commercially viable in some way so that you can make uh, an income that is enough to pay for your just basic costs and because our basic costs are a bit lower well we have a little bit of freedom to take those to take those creative risks and maybe be be free to just really tap into what we would like to be doing which kind of goes back to the whole empowering aspect mm -hmm. of, of this project that you know this is this is your statement this is your artistic statement uh cottonwood your first solo album yeah um yeah I, I can certainly see that and again i i can't speak highly enough of you know whether you mentioned carly dow's name earlier a fabulous artist mm -hmm. releasing her own album comet very shortly yep uh you've just released cottonwood uh lots of fabulous artists i need to mention logan's name because he's probably gonna slap me across the back of the head if i forget <laughs> that he's got a, an album coming out very shortly but yeah, it's just wonderful to yeah. to see how vibrant it is. And it's it certainly, uh, as someone who loves to support uh, artists in their endeavors, yeah. uh, it's just an absolutely fabulous thing. It's always a great pleasure 
to talk to you. Likewise. Yeah. So Cottonwood is released. You're heading out on tour. And I guess that pretty much is going to be uh, the next year or so is is really trying to build support for, for what you're doing just now. Yep. It's going to be a bunch of touring. Heading east and heading west and heading up north to a Home Roots House concert tour in the Yukon, which we're so excited for. And then I have my eyes on uh, touring in in the Netherlands and Germany again and hopefully the UK. So starting to branch out once more. Which overseas. is interesting you mentioned those countries specifically. Yeah. Because I hear a lot of people like Lynn Hansen from Ottawa always talks about how much she loves touring in the Netherlands it's and, and Germany. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and, and obviously the UK as well. I'm a little biased. I did grow yeah, up there. Right. But, uh, but certainly, yeah, the Netherlands and Germany, great places to tour. Yeah, they're, they're wonderful. And, and I think it's also because the language training is so excellent in those countries that you have a lot of people. For, for songwriters like me who are fairly lyrically based, it would be foolish for me to go somewhere where English wasn't a popular language. But there it there it's right in the common in the common daily usage for a lot of people in Europe so it's it was it's been easy to have an audience have a receptive audience to very lyrically based songwriting <laughs> you know i do miss the fact that if we were having this conversation in the 60s or 70s you would say well actually i'm working on the german album now <laughs> right <laughs> and you would take the whole album and you would you know sing it all in german but maybe that's not your second language yeah well i'm actually half german i my german is pretty shaky but my mom immigrated yeah. from germany when she was 6 or something like that so we have family in germany which makes going touring there really feasible and it makes it really enjoyable because we can go eat you know it's a, it's an always an absolute <laughs> pleasure to talk to you because you're so enthusiastic about everything you do it comes through and every, you know whether i'm watching you on stage supporting kerry latimer i mean it, mm. it comes through how much you enjoy being up there to support other people i wish you all the best Thank for this you. project and the tour if people Thanks. want to learn more about your music how can they do that oh i have all of the things i have of I have a website. It's www.madelineroger.com. I've got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I'm findable. There's three E's in Madeline. <laughs> yeah, if people are having trouble, I don't think people will have trouble finding yeah. <laughs> you. We only have one thing left to do, and that's pick the next song to play. What is it going to be? I think we're going to play Soldier Song, which is actually this sort of fits in with the, with the Germany ties. So my, my Oma... Um, and Opa both lived through the Second World War in Germany, and this is a song that has sort of t taken on taken on some meaning for me within my family history. In that, I wrote it about the people who are left at home waiting for news about someone that they love who's gone off to fight in a war. And I and I I am a pacifist, and I just really feel for for people who don't have any control and and just have to wait because I think that that is a very uh, specific and awful kind of hell. This is Madeline Roger with Soldier Song from her great new album, Cottonwood. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Folk Music Ontario Conference, and I'm Jan Hall. And as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, 
You talk without a reason And you think without a pause And you speak with all your fingers Sharing little bits of wisdom That see through the day And I try and try To make you stay Dude.